tuning in to the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hi, I'm your host, Jackie Borowski, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 2 of Under the Dome Redux. Um, I am here with Amanda Fields-Bennett, your other host. Yes, and we are very perplexed by this episode tonight. But first of all, we just want to say thank you for tuning in again. And um, Jackie... Just before we get started, where can everyone find you online? 123jackieb.com. That's where all my Twitter, Instagram, everything is listed. And Amanda, where can they find you? You can find me at the Runway Queen on Instagram and Twitter. Wonderful. So this episode, we, um, under the dome, because it's an ensemble cast, we see kind of vignettes happening. And just as I thought, the theme of tonight's episode was the repercussions of everybody, um, of everybody feeling like they lived this whole year of existence, but in reality it was not a year of existence. I thought they said three weeks, but then again, that's the amount of time well, they've been under the dome, so now I'm like not three sure. Three weeks was just for Christine and Ava. Okay. That's how long they were in the cocoons. I don't know how long it was for all the other characters. This is probably going to be explained in the next couple of weeks, but I feel like the reason why they call it Redux is, of course, we discover right from the beginning of the episode that they all are coming out of the cocoons, they all have the goo still on them, they're crawling out from the cave, so to speak, and then they realize, oh, yep, the dome's still here, it's the same, I thought we were out, I thought our lives were different and it was all just a trick of the mind yes i hope we i i actually hope we figure out exactly what the time is because i know we're used to this blurb that we had before that was like one week ago the dome came down and killed this cow two weeks ago the dome came down and caused a pestilence but now we don't have that and we have kind of a general reference to how long they were in the cocoons and we know that it wasn't a year at all because um, Julia makes that reference. But so. it's crazy to imagine. I mean, if you think about the last year of your life, just anyone out there, like all the things that you've done, all the friends that you might have made, and the, even the friends that you already had, the relationships have grown stronger, or maybe you had someone that you trusted and you kind of cut them out of your life, or something changed, of course. And then to have to have it be right back to a year ago like that, it's. I mean, it, you can't be the same person. It's true. It's hard because dramatic changes happen in a year. And I, I appreciate that this episode gave the kind of weight that you would give to people feeling like, okay, I had this whole separate existence and now I have to deal with this, like, I'm... I'm going back to a year ago when I was under the dome. Yeah, the heaviness really hit them. And I noticed that especially with 
Dale Barbie. Yes. He was the one that, for me, I saw I saw a, a whole other life behind his eyes. Well, he, he was saying that he had mourned Julia and that for him, he had already gone through that mourning process. He had already accepted that she was dead. And then he already fell in love with this other person, Ava. So now, even though he loves Julia, he's trying to explain to her, like, I thought you were dead, and I had this whole other life. And she asked him the question that no mm-hmm. woman should ever ask, which is like, what was it like? Oh, my gosh. Don't ask that if you don't want to know the truth, because well, they will tell you the I truth. Think, I think in this scenario, she's just stuck under the dome, and she wasn't part of it. So she wants to know because she's just hungry for information. That's true. She is a reporter, so she's always hungry for information. Well, and you know, just as a woman, you'd be interested I'm I'm very pro Jarby. I think that's their ship name, Jarby, oh, Julian Barbie. That is a great Yes. I, I think Jarby. if that's not their ship name, let me know what it is, but I thought it was Jarby and um I I have been pro them from the beginning. So I see I see the show trying to set up this triangle with Ava, Julian, Barbie to and- to once again do the split between Julian and Barbie, but they are too strong for that. They're too strong. Well, and then there's also the other triangle of Nori, Joe, and Hunter, which we'll get to in a little bit. But yeah, there's a there's coexisting two different triangles. Yes, and I like um, the di- I like the dynamic of it. It's interesting for the TV show and the writing, but as as a fan of Jarby, yeah, I'm not tough. I'm not a, I I can't get behind the Ava and Barbie situation. I can't either. I'm I'm sorry. I'm an Ava hater. Well, I just feel that there's not really much chemistry between Ava and Barbie, and there's tons of chemistry between Julia and Barbie. Of course, and not only that, it's not really about the chemistry, because apparently Christine has her own agenda. Yes. And she wants them to be together for some reason that the egg is telling her or something. Yes. Um, Before we delve into that... And the moon is telling her. <laughs> the moon is telling her things. Before we delve into that, um, I'd like to start with Junior. So Junior, this plot kind of, this plot line, who's who's happy for Crazy Junior to be back, first off? I mean, Junior had been flying under the radar for the longest time. We were like, Junior, you're a reformed being. Good job for not being crazy. And now he's back to, like, burning houses and having crazy but eyes. But he's, he's even more crazy than before, if that's possible. Yes, I think I mean, for him that back, is possible. All the way back to when he had Angie locked up in the cellar. And by the way, we didn't get to this last week. I don't know how I forgot to mention it. But of course, as Under the Dome fans out there, and we're so excited that Britt Robertson is the star of Tomorrowland with George Clooney. Yes. It's an incredible movie, and she does such a good job. And I just wanted to give her a proper shout-out because... She is magnificent in Tomorrowland. If you haven't seen it and you're a fan of the show, go see it. And if you didn't know her from the first season of Under the Dome, now's your chance. Well, Junior, they do explain that Junior had locked her up because he kind of almost foreshadowed her impending death. And he was saying, okay, I'm saving you. So when we thought he was crazy before, it turned out he actually wasn't. He was a little bit psychic. Um, just like his mom. So right. I, part of me is wondering, like, 
Is he seeing things that Big Jim's going to do in the future, or is he just responding to Big Jim and how he's hurt him? Which, oh, by the way, Big Jim shot him. Uh, there's no dried blood on his shirt, and he has not had any medical assistance in God knows how long. But he was—was he—he was one of the people that did not make it into the cocoon, right? No, he went, and this was another interesting plot point to me. It was because Junior kept talking about the life he had in the cocoon. I'm sorry, Junior, you were there for 2.5 seconds. You were the random guy who showed up later in Cocoon Land, and I'm sure there were, like, brain implanty things to make it feel like he was there longer. But for all of us, we're like, mm, bitch, please. Well, because he and Julia and Big Jim at first did not make it into the white light in the cave with Melanie. Right. So, at first, we think, okay, well, what's happening? Why are they separated? And I I was thinking this tonight as we watched the episode. Perhaps Junior and Julia and Big Jim don't have roles in this new dome, dumb kingdom. uh, Dome plan. Yes. Um, And it's almost like, you know how they keep referencing the monarch butterflies and how tonight they were all dead yes in the cave and i feel like you know they're talking about how julia was the monarch and then melanie is the monarch in some way and then you know well we'll, we will get to what happens with that i don't want to we can't think too hard we just have to accept we just have to accept sometimes it's hard for me to stay on topic because this episode it really does dance all over the place and so I really if I feel like I want to get to something I'll just say it I think because Christine she creeps up and and it kind of it plays through the episode when she's talking about we are what we do we are what we do and I think that's going to come across the more we get to know Christine but then she turns... I think what she's talking about is that uh, concept that actions speak louder than words. So Junior, we have this moment where Junior is feeling that everything that happened to him for 3.5 seconds feels so real to him um, that she kind of counterpoints that with with her we are what we do meaning that like if you feel if you feel this way or if you feel a certain way you have to act upon it you have to make it a part of your life otherwise it's just an idea i don't know why i have a memory lapse about this because i watched the episode last week and this week but so junior did make it into the cave and into a cocoon yes he and julia because i remember he was in the cocoon Visions. Yes, he and Julia were down in the caves and they got separated and then he got dragged by Melanie into a cocoon. So he was like random person who showed up in the cocoon and Barbie had that moment of you haven't been here the whole time. That is why there's no dried blood on his shirt now. I think the cocoon took care of it. Hopefully somebody took care of it because he had no medical assistance (laughs) whatsoever. There was was still a hole in his shirt where the that's true so it's like the shirt was damaged but now he's been repaired that's true and apparently nobody under the dome has homes anymore except for andrea's stockpiled home but she's dead now and on her porch um so we have nori hunter and joe uh that love triangle they're sleeping in cots which uh i couldn't tell if that was at the school 
I think it was at the school or in a basement they or something. They did not really establish Because Joe's house is gone. Uh, Nori and Hunter are not from that town. But we had also established that because there are tons of people missing in the town, you could just be like, Maxine, and show up in whatever house you wanted. Why are there people in hotels? Why? I'm sorry. There's a lot going down at that motel. Uh, right? Like, why is it all of a sudden everyone's in a motel? Why? First off, why did people abandon the cabin? I think the cabin is a delightful place to be. Delightful also, and creepy. Yes. Also, uh, Big Jim has the right idea where when Big Jim lost his house, he was like, F this, I'm going to Bird Island, where there's a huge mansion that Maxine left vacant. Wait, wait, wait. I just had a really good thought. You know how you're talking about how Junior has the visions like his mom did? Yes. Well, wasn't there a... Oh, oh those paintings, by the way. <laughs> I do miss those paintings. Oh, but Can remember, we find a five-year-old to recreate them? Please. Thanks. Oh, uh, but also, okay, so Junior's mother was painting these pictures, and I feel like there was one of the house on fire. I, I mean, I'm not sure if that was... For all of you Dome fans out there, yeah, retweet and see, retweet, or retweet, tweet at us and let us know, or comment and let (laughs) us know. Retweet, subtweet, quote the tweet, anything. Do all the Twitter things on Bird Island. Um, So Nori and Hunter are having a lot of sexual tension. Well, they won't they. Right. Because Um, they're like, well, in in Cocoon Land, we almost did it. The thing that bugs me as a nerd is that for someone like me who wears glasses, it's really annoying to use the plot point of, now I'm beautiful because I don't have glasses anymore. I'm sorry. People with glasses can be beautiful. I thought Hunter was very, very handsome with his glasses. And now, because... They're trying to set Hunter up with Nori. They're like, look, we have this young, cute couple to compete with Joe. But wait, Hunter's not cute enough unless we remove his glasses by saying that he got superpowers after being in the cocoon. But I don't know if it was a point of him being more hot. I think it was just like, oh, I don't need them anymore. I feel really free. I hope they follow up with the plot point saying that, okay, now people are having correlations as far as, like, people are feeling, like, more advanced beings from being under there. Because I know this this whole thing might turn into, a, like, an anthropological experiment. So I'm hoping that this means that there are more advanced beings and not just a CBS, like, I want to bring in a hot guy, but he's not hot enough unless we take off the glasses. Yeah, I don't... I hope that's not what it is. I don't think so. But I understand your point. Because... I mean, there's so many teen movies that have done the same thing. Right. Like, right. Like, oh, wait, you've been beautiful this whole time? Right. And because it's not 1993, I think we've embraced the nerd now and that he can Nerds have glasses. Are hot. Hello. Nerds are totally hot. Yeah. Whew. Get the um, memo, CBS. I mean, hello, Comic-Con. Uh, Coming yes. up next weekend. True. Mm. True story. Um, um, okay, sorry. Side note. Uh, but here's the thing. I think they're showing people having these healing moments like that's more of an outward thing with the eyesight but I think people have changed on the inside and that might not be as obvious Mm -hmm. but like Nori definitely has changed there's really something different about her because she has like no problem just you know shooting a pig with a bow and arrow and like oh the town needs it like it's nothing and she probably hasn't done that before 
Big Jim did mention in the end, and it's hard It's hard for me to take anything that Big Jim says seriously because he's a crazy man who, like, hangs out with his gun and his alcohol shooting his own television. So, um, it is hard. It, well. it is hard for me to take him seriously. But, um, Big Jim did mention that the people have fundamentally changed, and Another problem I had was his example where he's like, Junior's not the same person. I'm sorry. Junior is crazy. He was crazy before. He has retained the crazy. He just got to be normal for a little bit and then stopped being normal. That doesn't mean he's changed. That just means he went back to his, like, zero point. And also, Big Jim, he's not going to do your crazy bidding anymore. Yeah. Like, he's going to do his own crazy now. Right. And I liked when he was just staring right at him. And he was burning the house down, and he just said, oh, you, you're gone. You're not my dad anymore. And I feel like that has a couple of different meanings. For one thing, it's showing that he's on his own. He is his own man. He can take charge of his life and make his own choices. But also, I think it has to do with these people that were in the cocoons, chrysalises, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, I feel like they may have even become a new race if that makes any sense like maybe they're not fully human anymore and they have this other gift or power or i don't know i don't i don't know if we want to call it a gift um well we do know that ava and christine are somehow involved in orchestrating this i do think the dome it, it has been alluded that the dome is some sort of experiment and that they are anthropologists and they're trying to me, they're trying to weed out people in a almost to me a survival of the fittest kind of manner because she was saying some people get weeded out, some people will like survive. It, it's interesting again the play on words because, well, this isn't necessarily a play on words, but. When, when people talk about pruning away what's not necessary, it's not only, you know, a metaphor for, you know, gardening and growing something, but it's also um, something that a lot of people use when they talk about, like, you know, the Bible or God and, like, how there's things that have to go away in your life for you to be really happy. And it might be a job or a situation that you're in and you feel that you're stuck and you're not growing. Mm-hmm. And so it's like not only, um, you know, a good metaphor, but it's kind of back to the science and religion thing, but a very subtle way. But that, I think, like if, if anyone else out there, you know, has gone to church recently or, you know, in their life, I feel like that's kind of something that they throw around. I do feel like this could be wrapped up also in like a belief system for Christine because she believes a certain way that could mean that she's taking these these steps towards Christine feels like she's doing something really good. I know that she does. She feels very noble and she almost, does. I would almost say like the queen bee. She wanted to be the queen bee. We know... The monarch. We know now that Melanie touched the egg first, and then Christine came along later and touched the egg. And Christine... And then Ava had something to do with it, too. uh, I think Ava was just Christine's partner in uh, anthropology studies. But... Which I still... I just have to get to this. There's a scene between Christine and Ava when they're talking to each other about their history, about mm-hmm. going on all these different adventures together. And I didn't... Now, this is just a 
question of a performance, but I didn't really believe it. I didn't really, and maybe it was the acting, or maybe it's how the director wanted it to go, because maybe that, maybe it was like something on the surface, but they're not really getting to their real history. Like maybe there's something between them that's a little sinister. I'll just say it. I felt that the, I felt that those actresses had no chemistry. They had no chemistry whatsoever. And sometimes that happens. It's like sometimes if you cast people and you don't cast them in the room for chemistry, like I feel like they put Julian Barbie in a room when they cast them yes. and said these two people work well together. And I don't feel like they did that with Ava and Christine. I feel yeah. like, of yeah. course, they cast Christine being... Is it Marg Helgenberger? Yeah, yeah, being a well-known actress. I feel like they cast her first, and they were like, oh, this Ava girl seems nice. Like, I read with her, blah, blah, blah. I'm not sure the actress's real name, so I'm just calling her the Ava girl. But, the um, Ava girl. But I don't think that they actually chemistry tested them before they went in the room. So now it's like, you're like, oh, this is awkward. Or maybe they were testing her out with Dale Barbara instead. Maybe they were. She hmm. did seem to have good chemistry with yeah, Barbie. Yeah, so maybe that was the more important right. aspect. So they um, can build a love triangle. Oh, boy. Nice try under the dome. Mm-hmm. Uh, or a Venn diagram. <laughs> Venn diagram. <laughs> for, for poor Dale. He's like, well, pros and cons. Chaos in the center of that Venn diagram. Yes. So Nori and Hunter go to uh, Andrea's get- house to get food. Oh, I like you to say Andrea. I think it was just Andrea. Oh. No. I'm sorry. I work with this woman whose name is spelled Andrea, <laughs> and she insists on being called Andrea, so <laughs> I guess that's a thing. Although my name to some people looks like Jacques, but it's not because Jacques has it- an S on the end. Learn some French. <laughs> Okay, well. Sorry, this is a personal rant <laughs> yeah. now. Oh, yeah, Jackie. Yes, it's Jackie. Yeah, it's really annoying when somebody calls you and they're like, um, Jacques, and I'm like, nope, that's not me. So, we find out that as Hunter and Nori are trying to get the food and they're kind of snooping around Andrea's house, almost as if it's like nothing, like, oh, we're just here, and it's like We're just here with casual, a dead body, yeah. getting some food. And then they're like, yeah, we'll just put it outside, it's fine, cover <laughs> it with a blanket. He does have a good point, though, I mean... What, Joe? Uh, Joe Hunter in? has oh. a good point that dead bodies smell bad, and that they should not be in the room with the food. That I understand, but Joe has a good point about this person was in our community, we should respect them. I don't understand why nobody, when they understood that Andrea or Andrea was dead, that they didn't bury her or haven't tried to bury her now. I guess they're dealing with their own problems, but at the, the same time, maybe it someone seems- could be like, hey, since we bury the other people by the lake, maybe we should bring Andrea there, too. Yeah, I mean, the the show, it's interesting how they deal with death and dying, because sometimes they take it really seriously, and then in the in the Cocoon Land mystery matrix, yes. they were really They're addressing it. They were very serious. They were really serious about it, and it almost makes it feel like that's the real world, right. and then the dome world is not real. But anyway, that's an interesting prediction. Maybe it's a mystery within a mystery. Maybe there are people in cocoons outside the dome as well, and they just felt like... They were freeing themselves inside the dome, but they're not. I think you just blew my mind a little bit on that one. Woo. It's a matrix inside a matrix. Oh, my God. Well, th- then we find out, we cut back to Christine, and she's talking about how inside the cocoon is oxytocin, and it's a mood elevator. Mm-hmm. And it basically helped people 
well, in her mind, it helped people feel really good. And they they were like, th- their bodies were totally happy just being wrapped up in there. And so it, they were just kind of stuck in this dream state, this like floaty cocoon state for, we think, three weeks. We're not certain. Um, but I, I'm going to go with you on that. I think that if they address that, then... I just I just don't understand their theory of like, oh she was on a hike. Yeah, that was special sink, too. Sinkhole. I'm part of the town because I fell into a hike on a sinkhole. <laughs> I know you fell into a hike on a sinkhole. I, I don't even know what I'm saying. Anymore. <laughs> it's but okay. I do know that we've had random characters. We had Maxine show up. We had Sam show up, and People, they they yeah. were unexplicably disappeared for a long period of time. So I'm sure the town would just buy into that. Um, we had Melanie come back from the dead, so their their level to believe in the unbelievable is very high right now. Well, and then... I Especially because they live under a dome. I mean, yeah. that's a thing. I mean, this whole show is a little unbelievable, but we just go with it every week because it's exciting. And it is some kind of journey, even though week to week we're not sure which direction we're going to go. But, um... I feel like I'm no step. I know that this year that they said they're gonna we're gonna discover what what the cause of the dome is. I still don't feel any step closer. I still feel like I do in season one, where I'm like, "What's happening? And why are these things but, happening?" But I think the the most underrated moment of the whole episode that they kind of glazed right over was Eva saying that she felt like she was still pregnant. Yes, maybe she is still pregnant. I mean, I think that. That right there is a really big clue, and it could mean that she's having another dome baby, right? And also, like baby Alice that everybody forgot about. The egg is also representative of birth and something new, and the cocoons represent that too. And then Mm -hmm. Ava is like her body is a cocoon for this little baby. I don't know if if she actually is pregnant on the show, but. I, I hope so because that's really interesting, and I hope that that goes somewhere um, because that that could that could be the whole answer to this whole thing. And also, we've noticed last season the dome itself is like you know very round, like like a pregnant woman's, for lack of a the better dome word, helped belly. give birth. I mean, it did. And it we thought it was like this awful thing for so long, and then we kind of find out it's protecting them, and. Um, much like a womb. And so it's really interesting how all these these metaphors are trying to take shape, but I don't know um, yet quite how it's all together. And this doesn't have anything to do with the rest of that, but, I mean, Big Jim's head is like a dome. <laughs> it is like a dome. I mean, um, anyway, uh, so... I really... I thought Junior had a really interesting performance tonight because, he yes, he was crazy for lack of a better word but also he had a really interesting shot it was it looked like a horror movie angle and it was really cool but also i mean it was really scary but i mean cool for the tv show because it really felt like um like a different note the show hit a really different note with that i i really actually that that actor alexander coke he came from nowhere like he literally went from school to to being on a network television show and um and that I, performance tonight was incredible he's he's amazing he's one of the strongest cast members and, and he I has used to, i used to laugh at his acting 
I think I my thing have. for me is it's purposeful. Everything he does is purposeful. He's purposefully being very weird, and he's purposefully um, handling these uh, bizarre emotions, mostly because it, it part part of part of it is it's written into the script. It's like kind of like weird things that well, he's if, doing. If someone was out there acting the way he acts, of course we might want to laugh a little bit because mm-hmm. it's like this weird emotion, like you don't know how to react to someone who's being all these different basically different personalities well he almost i I think uh alex uh alex coke handled this scene well where he tries to kill himself and he breaks down and he doesn't and then sam comes up to him and tells him no um and sam kind of ruins the scene with being flat and sam like well but he saves junior's life but yeah yeah junior Alex was having such an emotional moment. He was so good in the scene, and then Sam was just kind of like vanilla. He was like, hey, what's up? I was reformed in in the prison of my mind. (laughs) (laughs) The prison of my mind. Because he didn't go to for real's prison, and so he's being like, I was a prison counselor, or I learned reform in prison. You were nowhere but in a cocoon, And now I'm going to listen. But a cocoon could be a prison for some people. That's true. Or some caterpillars. Um, I miss Lyle. Where is Lyle? Lyle. I'm, I know Lyle's dead, but it would be nice for him to just come, come back. Come back to life somehow. <laughs> that was, yeah. Lyle brought a different, a different. He brought a different mood. note. Yeah. A different mood to the show. Yeah. Oh, um, but yeah, I re- I thought it was kind of cool that like Sam found some kind of foothold in the society and, in, and so he, he's like become this counselor, sponsor, if you will. Um, but I don't know if, if Junior ever had, like, a drinking problem or if he just has his own issues. But I think they're kind of bringing everyone together that has, um, things that they need to work out. Yes. And so they're kind of all coming together and it's like a community meeting of sorts. Like, yeah, okay, it can be AA, it can be whatever anonymous that you need it to be. But I think it's cool that they're helping each other. And I hope... I don't know. I hope that we hear more from curly-haired lady. I don't oh, know. I her wrote name. her name down. It was funny because I did. I had been writing her as curly-haired lady. Um, give me a minute. Give me a minute. Forgive me, but I know you guys. Abby, know maybe about. does that sound familiar? Abby, yes, probably. Abby. She was incredible. I really liked how she was. She was in there. I think she was dealing with the loss of her child. Yes. Yes, she was. Um, there were two. What I like to call people who have uh, people who are SAG day players. There was the the one like disgruntled neighbor. I kept calling him disgruntled neighbor. He was the one they kept turning to in in all of the scenes to be disgruntled because I guess they're not going to pay the other extras to say anything. Wait, which disgruntled person? He had blue eyes and like kind of messy hair. He was kind of a nondescript disgruntled neighbor type, and he just kept showing up and being like, rah, rah, rah. "That's interesting because." For some reason, I don't remember it. Like, I guess I was focused on everything else. It's interesting. He should have done more to to earn his side day player. Maybe I just I just need to watch the episode again because I know there's going to be more things that I pick up on every time. Um, But yeah, Abby, um, Abby was was upset because what you know what was interesting what the the scene with Abby when she's saying how she misses her child and they ask her. 
Can you spend one hour without your child? I don't know. Have you seen the show Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is on Netflix? I haven't seen it yet. But I know everyone's been saying it's amazing. It's amazing. And one of Kimmy's things is uh, her character was stuck in a bunker. And she kept telling herself, you can do this for the next, like, 10 seconds. So, like, count to 10. And if you can handle that, you can handle the next thing. So it's really the idea of... And she's turning this crank as she says it, which is... It's a comedy, so it makes it hilarious. But um, it's this idea that you... If you just take things a moment at a time rather than letting everything be big and overwhelm yourself, mm-hmm. you're more likely to be able to get through well, it. That is definitely very much an AA thing. Also, which is cool that Sam said that to her because it continues with his character. Mm-hmm. And um it's really interesting how he's he's just like I don't did he learn this like in the real world or did he just learn it in the cocoon? Because it's cool that all of a sudden he's an expert. He's yeah. like the expert on. Therapy. I guess. Oh, if you can do that in your mind. Cocoon, but it's true. It's true. Anything. Like if it's almost like the dome is like a prison, and um, you have to, you know, can you make it through another day? Yeah, one day at a time, and all and all the people that have come out of any kind of situation in life that was really hard, anything you had to heal from, you do have to make it sometimes one hour at a time. Yes. Before it's a day at a time. It's true. And so, yeah, and I, I like how that theme is not only in this show, but in the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and then also the show Mom on C- another CBS oh, I seen show. That. Is it's, that with Anna Ferris? Yes. Yeah, Aww. it's really great. Um, just a little uh, comedy that is really touching. And anyway, if you guys. I have a couple of it. miscellaneous notes for okay. Under the Dome. One, Hobo Camp. There is now a hobo camp um, springing up where... A hobo camp? Oh. You mean on the cots? No. No. There's literally, like, tents with people that are, like, homeless in them. Because the scene with Christine where she pulls she pulls the knife up from the, um, from the, the tree trunk. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the hobo camp. And okay. I was like... So frustrated because I'm like, they could be in the cabin, they could be in mansions, they could be and in now they're houses. making, yeah, there are so many empty houses, and I know they have like burned and destroyed houses, maybe they're but just there are trying, plenty of houses. They're trying to bring these people together, so maybe that was a Christine thing. Like, oh, let's make this the center of town, let's have everyone be if together. If someone can sleep the here's the thing but it's like why can't the they dome just has had motel? so many yeah the dome has had so many like rain wind snow blood fire situations that you think people would not want to spend the night in the hobo camp you think they would want to go to the motel or a house i'm sure nobody's paying for any of these things because currency i don't think means anything under the dome food is currency yes. which brings me to my second point which is why? Where are these animals coming from? First off, we sliced cows in half, so I'm sure there are not many cows left. Second, we had that whole pig problem. Yeah, there was a farm, and they were trying to get like water at the farm last season. And maybe this pig was like one of the baby pigs at the time, and now he's just run. But they had that whole problem when they had the pig problem, where they killed all the pigs. So now we have an extra pig. I'm so confused. Oh. How big is this town? How big are you, Chester's Mill? I know. It, and not only that, all of a sudden we're in the Hunger Games. Yes. But, I mean, they did make a reference to Katniss. I know, but I just thought but it was... it's like, yeah, that was a cheesy. little... Yeah. And then also, 
they didn't really reference this, but it, this whole situation reminds me of Lord of the Flies. Yes, it really does remind me of Lord of the Flies. For and sure, for sure. if you guys out there haven't read that, it's worth it. It's one of those really great works of literature. Pretty sure it was required school reading. It was. But um, I think I would have enjoyed it even if it wasn't required. Yes. But it, being a teenager, it might not have been the first one I picked up off the shelf. Just oh, no. because of the name. Yeah. But it's really... Yeah, it's really interesting because that story, of course, is about people, oh, a bunch of young boys have Stuck being forced island. to be together yeah. on an island and what will they do to survive. Right. And so these people under the dome are forced to be together. I also find it interesting that Joe, they're like, you could set traps, Joe, why don't you do this? And, and like, he sees the pig in the trap and he's like, bye pig. Now, I would do the same thing, but I also don't know how to set up traps. So... And where did this come from that Joe knows how to set up traps? He know he knows how to work a surface tablet. He knows how to set up traps. Which he the knows- surface tablets are completely gone. <laughs> Joe is now like Joe. Joe is now giving up technology and he's just setting traps. But I don't he know if doesn't they have really a signal anymore. But it- speaking of technology, Big Jim is a little snoop. Be today. He's like snooping around and following Ava around and following Christine around and what are they up to? And they're like digging these little things up and they're like, mm, a magnetometer? I don't know. They're making some magnetomic readings. Is that a thing? Please tweet at me and let me know if it's a thing. Because uh, we laugh because it sounded made up. Yeah, I don't really do the whole science thing, and I can't tell from this show if they're making things up or not. We like science, but we're not science experts yes. over here. Yeah. Yes. I would say that's an excellent. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that the the line that and we've probably already said it, I don't know, but we are what we do. It was just it was good cuz it, it was like helpful at first and then it was so creepy. It was creepy. And she like picked up that knife and and I was like, "Ooh, she's on a mission for something." And I'm like, is it food? Is it a person? Well, she stabbed uh Julia has that tussle with Melanie. Tussle. Near death experience. Near death experience. Yeah. Under the dome, it it could be considered a tussle. Um, (laughs) So she has that fight with uh, Melanie and, and Christine comes up and stabs her. And I, part of me was like, this is a setup to, to get Julia and Barbie to like you, but it's also getting an easy way to get rid of Melanie, who you, already wanted to get rid of because she was not helping you with your plans. And I hope they explain a little bit more who Melanie really is. I think that from this episode, I can gather that it is actually really Melanie because she was like, we brought you back from the dead and blah, 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 blah. And so she she was just a pawn in the game of the dome. Yes, the game of domes. And by the way, how epic was the ending when she was just kind of looking at the moon like she knew something like, yeah, moon, I know what's up. Well, she yeah, she has a greater plan for everybody. I was <laughs> I know what's up. The sky. I know. They have these so with our I just want to on the last note to focus on the three love triangles because three or the two love triangles. Three uh, big Jim and two groups of three. Big Jim Bird Island and the dog oh. being the third. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I'm just okay. making I'm just making it. But um we have uh, Hunter, we, Nori, and Joe. Right. Um, Joe brings flowers in to Nori, <gasps> sees that... Oh, wait a second, wait a second. Were they weeds? And the whole theme of, like, 
pulling out the weeds. Yeah. I, and is Joe the weed? I'm pretty sure Joe's the weed. Oh, now that and he's he, carrying them. Yeah. So Joe was bringing flowers to Nori and then found out she was... Um, what seems like almost having sexy times with Hunter, but because this is CBS, it turned into listening like, to a tracks. I mean, mixtapes. I mean, things from a long time ago that Andrea <laughs> Andrea had in her house. And then, and then they just come out like, "Oh, what's up? I have all my shirts on." Like, not even like one of them off. You know, because yeah. Hunter had on like two shirts. So he could have. It could have been a hmm. Will they? Won't they? But it was. They were like just hanging out and kissing. I guess. Which is which is perfectly fine. I don't think they were even kissing. I think they were just Laughing. giggling. Yeah, giggling. Um, but yeah, Joe is pretty pissed because right. he and Nori were pretty solid. They'd gone through a lot together. And remember the dome responded really well to when they would kiss. That's true. And when they would touch the dome at the same time. That's true. And they had all these experiences that connected them to the dome. Right. They're and the now, original dome children. Yeah, and now, was that all for naught? Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, we're going to see if the dome gets angry about that. And then... Um, if the dome gets angry... Yeah, the, the dome had was very personified last season, and now it's just kind of there again. Yeah, now it's just there. It's a we had wall. We had, um, in the underground tunnels, then we had... Julia and Barbie discussing more about their relationship and Barbie was basically explaining I already mourned you and he says but with Ava I feel like it's just yesterday and then that last scene um, him and Ava are holding hands but I'm still holding out for Jarby. I was really when they held hands that moment made my skin crawl. I was really unhappy about that. I was even wanting to like throw things at the TV and I didn't but uh, yeah it's hard because I've said this before Julia seems to be our main protagonist and we feel like Julia so we feel the same way Julia feels where it feels like for us betrayal w- betrayal because we've seen what Julia's seen we've seen we've we've evolved with her in her time and space. Mm-hmm. So we don't feel what Barbie and Ava and all these people who feel like it's been a year, we don't feel that. So we're with but, but, we're with Big Jim, who's the who's our bad guy, but we're also with Julia, where we're like, well, this felt like only yesterday. So we feel that kind of hurt and betrayal. Well, exactly. And, um, I mean, but, forgive me, I think his name is Mike Vogel. That plays Del Barbara. Yes, Mike did a really beautiful job, though, of of having that true experience for a year with Ava. Like he mm-hmm. really um, had the emotion, the emotional connection to that when he was explaining it to Julia. So it made me feel for both of them. Even though, of course, I'm on Team Julia. Um, I just, yeah, I just, I, I was conflicted. Watching it, which I think a lot of the viewers out there must have been. Of course. Um, because you want Julia to be happy and you want Barbie to be happy, but you want them to be together, um, hopefully. But, I mean, we've had the will they, won't they with other characters in the past. Remember the science teacher? Yes, Rebecca Wait, but she was teacher. with She was will they, won't they with Big Jim. She was will they, won't they, I feel, with, like, the whole town until they were like, we'll just stick you with Big Jim. We'll just, uh, (laughs) yeah. Um, But side note, I have a lot of side notes tonight. I mean, it's a whole side. I don't know. But um, 
there's a real full moon in the sky tonight. And we were watching it, and there was a full moon, and I don't know if that was planned, because you can, you know, look at the moon cycle, but it was really awesome that it was put together that way, because, you know, and you you look up in the sky, and you're like, oh, maybe I am under the dome. It is neat. It is neat. Yeah. So, predictions. I have some predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. I think the sound goes with the show. We should just play it all the time. <laughs> Wee-woo, Twilight Dome. Dome. Matrix. <laughs> so I feel... Big Jim is such an interesting character to me because just when the moment you think he's gotten really super evil and you're like, I just can't forgive you, you Big Jim, you're a terrible person, then you're like, no, you make some kind of sense. I feel like I, I did feel like the moment where he was like packing his stuff up and like I'm taking this dog and sailing to Bird Island. I was like, I'm so with you at this point. But um not He's that like, I'm, I'm saying Yeah, not that I'm saying I condone any of Big Jim's actions whatsoever. But I do feel like this season there's going to be a showdown between Christine and Big Jim and I think that Big Jim will actually end up helping a lot of people because I think whatever Christine is doing is probably going to harm them. I think you're right about that. And I also feel that we're going to really figure out a lot more about these themes, like I was saying earlier in the in the show, about, you know, the womb, the dome, the cocoons, the, you know, the egg. These are all symbols of birth and something new creating something new and so i don't know if that means that it's a new planet or that the rest of the world is going to be destroyed and this is the one group that's going to survive or who knows but i think that this is going in a really exciting direction and i want to follow that path I think it's going to be really interesting to see, uh, I agree with you, I think it's going to be interesting to see if, like, this is, like, a test for, like, what happens if our Earth atmosphere goes bad and we have to have people live in an isolated area. Ooh. Ooh. No, I just pulled that out of my ass Wow, right now. that was good. <laughs> Have a great night. Thank yeah. you for listening. Uh, you can find me at my website, 123jackieb.com. That's where my Twitter, Instagram, everything is. And where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at The Runway Queen. And have an awesome Independence Day yes. weekend! Happy 4th of July, everybody. Woo! Have fun and be safe. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 